the benefits are is you're an industry leader if you're able to do it. You're you're innovating the repair process in-house. You don't have to say, hey, we fixed this, but now you have to take it to the next spot to get this next thing done. Uh, so the benefit is is you're you're doing everything in-house and you're providing the, the best repair for that, that vehicle in your own facility and not relying on the rest of the industry to do it for you. Welcome back to Ratchet & Wrench Radio, strategies and inspiration for auto care success. I'm your host, Chris Jones, and today my guests are Tyler Peartree and Jim Naraki of Silver Lake Auto uh, in Wisconsin. Today we're going to be talking about ADOS. Uh, that's something that's a big topic with a lot of auto repair shops as we move into these emerging technologies of ADOS and electric vehicles. Uh, Silver Lake has successfully been able to intake ADOS and Jim and Tyler are going to tell us how Silver Lake did it and ultimately how your shop can implement some of the strategies that they used to start to do ADOS vehicles as a service. So without further ado, here's Jim and Tyler. Well, hey, welcome to Ratchet and Wrench Radio, Tyler and Jim. Hey, Chris. Hey, thanks, for, thanks for having us. Absolutely. So uh, Tyler, first you and then Jim, uh, tell me about your automotive background. Um, well, I started in the automotive industry when I was uh, 16 years old, um, turned 32 this month now. Um, I've been working here at Silver Lake Auto the, the whole time. Um, I started as a high school apprentice, I guess, if you will, sweeping floors, crushing oil filters, and uh, observing technicians and just learning the trade. Kind of just moved in through that, uh, doing oil changes, moved on up. Then got into the management or uh, service advising side of things, then into the management side of things, and here we are today, still working for the same company. Jim? Yeah, I started uh, as a technician early, probably almost 25 years ago. Um, kind of was working as a technician for a while, then again, here at Silver Lake Auto became a, a service advisor and then a service manager for the probably last 10, 12 years. I've been here since my starting my 20th year here. Um, and then kind of saw the, the need of the uh, um, opportunity to get into more of the uh, electronics and more of the uh, technology side of the automotive field. And that's kind of how we started this uh, technology center with ADAS. Okay. And so tell me about Silver Lake as a shop, you know, with the estimated size of this shop, the number of bays you guys have, how many techs you have working on staff. So right now we have four repair locations spread across southeast Wisconsin. And then one shop, which we, we just opened, called our technology center which is where we're running the, the ADOS and some technology things out of there. Uh, each shop averages about six bays, and our total employee uh, number as an entire organization is, is over 60 right now. All right, so let's talk about the technology center. Uh, how did that come about? So that started um, coming from a need of this ADOS thing. Um, where uh, we, we purchased the equipment probably – five years ago, and you know, that was when ADOS was first starting, coming into the into the world here, and we needed a, we needed a space to do this stuff, uh, which I'm sure we'll get into a little bit later in the, in the podcast here, but we needed a, a space to do this, 
outside of your repair facility, some of the targets needed to be certain distances away from bumpers and all that stuff. And that technology center really services more of our business-to-business relationships, our local body shops that don't have the investment in this um, equipment and everything. They're coming to us to do the work. So we, we ran it as a standalone business. And what's the size of the technology shop? Like how, how big is the, the area that you guys are working in? Probably about 50 by 80. It probably, it probably would be the size of, I would say, maybe three service bays put in next to each other. So as far as ADOS goes, the skill, like when did you guys pick up ADOS, the skill, you know, each one of you, like when did you learn it and how did you learn it? Well, the first time I actually learned it when I went and I went down to um, a company in Kansas City and demoed the equipment and they also put on a training course for that. Um, and then really there's, there's some online stuff, but there's not a lot of real good education on it. Um, the information is sometimes hard to find. Um, I recently took the L4 exam. And that's the first kind of certification that I know that is out there. All right. So, so with the technology, so back to the technology center, you know, when you guys rolled that out, like how, how was that um, promoted or how was that, how did you guys implement that into the shop culture, like with, in terms of vehicle repair? So in terms of like vehicle repair, um, Jim kind of is heading the, the technology center. So from his, um, automotive technician background to a service manager background and being heavily involved in the technology was kind of the perfect trio of knowledge base for him to just be able to go out there and own it. Um, so we, we started with a couple of things. One, educating our, our own technicians that when you see these things, it has to be calibrated, showing them where to look inside service manuals, how to identify that the vehicles have it, when the repairs are needed. And then two, educating our industry partners in our body shop repair facility relationships that we created on, on how they also need to be doing this stuff when they're replacing bumpers, windshields, m- mirrors that have all these sensors in it, um, that we are capable of reprogramming that for them. They don't have to bring in some mobile unit or take it back to the dealership level. We can, we can service them for them here at our facility. And in terms of volume, how much volume are you guys doing with ADOS now that you've got the technology saying you guys are texting there working on ADOS? It, it varies um, month to month. So, you know, we, we probably, it's kind of hard to say, but you're probably working on 10 cars a week. Uh, but it all, it all depends on the cycles of, uh, especially here in Wisconsin, you know, the snowier times, you get more car accidents involved. So after that, repairs are done at the, repair facility, our volume is going to go up, but it has its peaks and valleys like any other repair industry. What are some of the most common repairs that you guys find that you're doing with uh, ADOS that, you know, shops should be cognizant of, you know, if shops are pulling in cars and they're seeing some of these things that, and maybe considering ADOS down the road, what are some of the things that you've seen that are the most common things? Well, I mean, as far as the body shop and those, it's front end bumpers, um, radars and blind spot monitors, things like that. But if you look, you know, if you, if you look at a lot of the service information for Toyota, Honda, things like that, um, Audi, Volkswagen, where sometimes bumper removal for a radiator or um, a water pump or something like that, if you were to touch any of those components, that, that camera that's in that front grill or that radar that's in that front grill, they need to be calibrated after being touched. Even if you didn't do anything, you think you put it back right in the same spot, um, 
it still, according to the manufacturer, needs to be recalibrated. And just trying, trying to educate all of our technicians, especially and when you see these things, to make sure you're checking the service information to make sure we're going to repair properly. Yeah, and that's, that brings up an interesting question, you know, like when it comes to those sorts of things where you have to always recalibrate something during repair if you have to move something. I mean, are there, are there any sort of like implications to that if like that's not done or like, I mean, I'm not saying that shops are skipping over it or I'm not, impl- not implying that anyone's doing anything wrong, but it's, it's, a, it's a good question to bring up is, is, you know, what happens if that gets overlooked or is there any sort of ramifications for overlooking that? You know, it could be as simple as you just bumping that that sensor or that camera. Maybe it doesn't go in the exact same place it was calibrated for. Um, and there are times where it doesn't need calibration, but that's really up to the manufacturer. We try to basically follow the manufacturer's specifications. Because a lot of times, you know, a body shop or someone or a technician will come back to you and say, well, it didn't set any code, so I know I don't need to do anything. And that's not correct. The car doesn't know it's misaligned. Um, the computer doesn't know that sensor is turned to the left three degrees. Um, it's going to give false readings, but the car thinks that's the correct reading. So it's really important to follow service information when doing any kind of repair, any system that has ADOS attached to it. Right, Chris. At the end of the day, it's it's more of you proving that it didn't need it than that it did need it. Um, this is a it's an accident avoidance system. So if the sensor is off by a few degrees, it's not going to be able to detect what it's supposed to be avoiding down the road you know, 30, 40 feet, a half a mile in front of you. So the implications of not doing this can be pretty huge um, when it comes to avoiding an accident or avoiding a collision or your early brake system. That radar didn't see that image. Uh, It doesn't have a set parameter of where it's supposed to be looking. It's functioning. The car knows it's functioning, but it's not looking in the right direction. It's the same as if you were looking out your passenger window instead of the windshield. Uh, you have to, that's what the calibration is doing is making sure that the vehicle is looking forward where it needs to be looking. And so how, like if a tech you know, inadvertently you know, knocks something off, would they, how would they know? Would it be during a test drive or like how would they, how would it come to their attention that something was off with the vehicle, you know, the calibration? A lot of times it won't. You will not know because driving down the road, unless you're getting, you know, the exact circumstance for that radar or camera, most, mostly a radar does not see the object in front of it or it doesn't reflect back properly. Um, it's too late to know. It's something that you just have to, again, it, it comes down to the, the proper repair procedure and making sure that that is set because there's no real way to prove or disprove just a test drive. Okay. Now, with, the, with ADOS, you know, if, for a shop that wants to include or start to implement ADOS, uh, do they need to have an extension to their shop? Like, How much space do they need, do they need to plan for or a lot? Um, I think that the minimum space from what I've seen in recommendations is, is probably a, a space of 30 by 50 feet. Um, that's kind of a minimum. There are some applications where you actually need more space than that. Uh, most stuff can be done in that area, but it has to be a clean, level space um, with, with good, um, consistent lighting. And what kind of a investment is it for ADOS equipment? Is it, is it a very lofty investment for a shop to make? It can be on um, the start. I mean, the initial startup cost I believe for our stuff, and if you keep having to add on different targets as manufacturers change their systems, is upwards of thirty-five to forty thousand um, dollars. And equipment alone, and then constant updating with computers and equipment and things like that. And as new systems comes out, you need new targets, new software, things like that. So it's kind of a uh, a journey. You have to be committed to to, to stay up to date on it. 
Okay. And so with, with the equipment investment, you know, the cost of doing the ADOS, like, you know, when it comes to servicing vehicles, like how, how is that conversation made with customers? Is it something they they expect to pay more for? Or is it something you have to educate them and say, look, we're doing a, we're providing this you know, calibration service where it's going to cost a little more than a standard alignment or whatever the case may be? Well, I mean, it's the same principle with any good sales is it's more of an education piece than it is a sales piece. So it definitely is a huge part of it is, is educating that to the customer that this is an accident avoidance system that has to be calibrated for the safe operation of your vehicle. Then that there's an expense to that. Um, and you know, the more the technology increases in your vehicle, the more expensive auto repair it's going to get. So it, it, it's becoming that um, on the other side to maybe a non-retail customer, same as your insurance company, um, some of those insurance adjusters might not necessarily understand uh, ADOS and calibration and all that stuff too. So it all comes back to the education piece on there. We have to educate ourselves on how to do it, how to stay in front of the industry. And then we're educating our clientele on why it needs to be done and the importance of it as well. And so with ADOS, what are, what are the big benefits of adding ADOS to a shop? If I'm a shop owner, you know, and I'm considering adding ADOS as a service, what are the benefits of having it in my shop? The benefits are is you're an industry leader if you're able to do it. You're, you're innovating the repair process in-house. You don't have to say, hey, we fixed this, but now you have to take it to the next spot to get this next thing done. Uh, so the benefit is, is you're, you're doing everything in-house and you're providing the, the best repair for that, that vehicle in your own facility and not relying on the rest of the industry to do it for you. Now, has adding ADOS become a convenience factor for your customers? Have you noticed that, that you know, customers are, are, are happy to, that you're more of a one-stop when it comes to that sort of thing? Yes, for both sides of our customers, I, I'll call it our retail customers. It's that way we don't have to do the repair here and then take it to another thing. So we're able to get a car completed faster and the convenience for our our body shop uh, relationships that we have too. We are a lot more convenient than having that body shop having to wait for the dealership to be able to do it or wait for the mobile guy to come there. Do they have enough spot or space in their facility to do it? ADOS repair if they're mobile guy can do it. So it's definitely been a convenience factor for all of our customers that we're serving and to enable to us to do it here in our facility. And on the flip side of that, what have been some of the challenges of implementing ADOS into the shop for you guys? Well, I mean, the biggest challenge, I mean, is, is staying up with the technology and the equipment and things that are changing the industry. It's kind of like, um, I don't know, a lot of other parts of automobiles. Every manufacturer has their own way of doing things, different Ways. Some use cameras, some use radar, some use LIDAR, things like that. It's just staying educated and be able to find the correct information to make sure the repair is done correctly um, and having access also to OE software and OE service information to make sure you're doing the correct repair. Now, are there different manufacturers for ADOS equipment? And if so, like, you know, how, how does someone select the right provider you know, for their service? There's many different manufacturers for ADOS equipment. All your big names out there, Hunter, Autel, Bosch, you know, anybody who's, who's you know, a big-time player in the automotive game is getting into ADOS. It's just like anything else. Researching what what that company can provide 
And does it meet your needs? Does it meet your financial requirements? What, what's their tech line service look like? So, And regarding the equipment use itself, what's the learning curve? Um, the newer systems, um, we use a system by Autel. Um, they're very, very good. I've used a few others in, in demos and things like that, but um, really they're, they're very in-depth on the setup. The, the setup part of ADOS calibration is the biggest thing. The actual calibration itself is carried out by a computer is pushing a button, but it's setting up the equipment so that it's aligned exactly the vehicle center line and things like that and distances. And Auto does a very good job, and a lot of other manufacturers do as well, is walking you through all the steps, all the OE steps, and how to set up the equipment. So if you can really kind of put a sharp mind and just read and follow directions and take your time, it, it's not overly difficult. And for shops that are interested in implementing ADOS, what do they need to consider, kind of a step-by-step approach? Step-by-step approach, a couple things to consider. Um, who's going to be leading the charge on this? Who's going to be your internal expert as far as finding your customers, your equipment, and, and that? The next step is your facility. Do you have the, the space to do it? Do you have... Uh, good and stable internet connection. This is all done over a scan tools with, with data. You have a spot that's got good level flooring, good lighting. Um, is it easily accessible? Then, you know, finding finding your equipment that you're going to need. What, what ADOS system provider are you going to go with? Who's the manufacturer for the equipment that you're going to purchase? And then, of course, your customer base. You know, those are all things that you would have to consider when, before you make that jump into the ADOS world. And so, you know, it's 2023 now, we talk a lot about emerging technologies. How soon should shops start considering offering ADOS as a service? I think, it, to be honest with you, it's already too late. Um, you should have started now. Um, as you as you go on, it's only going to get, I want to say more complicated, but more, um, it's going to be in every vehicle. I believe in 2022, as far as, Anything newer than that now is mandated to have forward collision avoidance. So that means every one of these cars is going to have a front radar in it. Um, just like backup cameras are mandated, things like that. So the technology is going to keep growing. It's not going to go away. It's only going to get more advanced. And the sooner you get in and start learning how to do the calibrations and what, how these systems work, the easier it's going to be in the long run. All right. And for you know, training recommendations, you know, where do you recommend you know, technicians who are interested in diving into ADOS or shops who want to send their technicians to learn more about ADOS go? Where do you, where do you think they should go? A lot of times you from the, the direct manufacturer of the equipment you're looking at will have online classes or in-person classes. I know there are a lot of uh, manufacturers that will, when you buy the equipment, they'll come out and spend a day or so with you and have training and shop. Um, but a lot of it's just reading, being able to read the directions and be able to look up service information um, and the scan tools now are very, very good at leading you in the right direction, um, but it's just you know, paying attention to detail. All right. Those are the questions I've got for you guys today, so I appreciate your time. All right. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us, Chris. Yep, absolutely. And, uh, hey, best of luck to you guys in the technology. So that sounds really, uh, it sounds really amazing. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. And that's going to do it for us here today at Ratchet & Wrench Radio. Uh, I'd like to invite you to follow us on our social media channels on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, as well as subscribe to our email newsletter, which goes out daily. Uh, and you can find that at ratchetandwrench.com. And that's R-A-T-C-H-E-T-A-N-D-W-R-E-N-C-H.com. And may the rest of your day be the best of your day. And we'll see you next week.